The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. And this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by Prize Picks. Are you tired of the grind trying to win on salary cap DFS? Spending so much time trying to set the perfect lineup only to fall short of winning big? Well, our friends at Prize Picks have created the most simple and fast daily fantasy game. All you have to do is choose over or under correctly on a player's fantasy points projections to win. That's right. No competing against thousands of pros while trying to meet a salary cap. With prize picks, it's just you versus the projections. They are also the first DFS site to allow you to make cross-sport entries. What a Monday we have today, Aaron. We have the Braves playing in the NLDS. If they win, they go to the National League Championship Series, and we got a little Monday Night Football, the Browns against the 49ers. So why don't you go over on Nick Chubb? He's projected at 16.5 fantasy points, and go over on Ronald Acuna Jr. He is projected at 8 fantasy points. Prize Picks really is daily fantasy simplified, and here's what you do. If you go over on Chubb and over on Acuna, Download the Prize Picks app or go to myprizepicks.com slash info. Use the promo code PNP. That's the letter P, the letter N, and the letter P, and you will get a free two-pick entry to win $25. Boom, there's your 25 bucks right there, and they will match your first deposit 25%. Prize Picks really is daily fantasy simplified. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PNP or go to myprizepicks.com slash info. Use the promo code PNP. Follow them on social media at Prize Picks. Follow us on social media at Punt and Pass. Aaron is at Aaron Murray Eleven. I am at Drew Butler Thirteen. And Aaron, we've got breaking news. Breaking news. My wife is pregnant. Yeah, baby. Do you know, know the gender yet? Do you know, boy, um, girl? I do know. So does my wife. We have not told anyone yet. I think we're going to tell later on this week. So possibly Thursday, I could be announcing it. On the podcast, but this is what I did, okay? I went back and I thought to myself, the last time Georgia was in the national championship game, my wife was pregnant. So I have done the duty that lies nearest. I'm all in. Georgia in the national championship in New Orleans in just a few short months. So, look, I did what I had to do, doing the duty that lies nearest and and doing everything to get Georgia back in the 
national championship game. Once but again, yes. though, if, if Georgia and Alabama face each other, saying the SEC championship oh game is the naming rights on the line. Once again, <laughs> is that going to be on the table? Probably so. Let's just call it. Yes. Yes. Probably so. So yes, my wife, Jackie is pregnant. She is healthy. The baby is healthy. We are really thankful, but follow us at punt and pass on social media, Twitter and Instagram. He is at Aaron Murray 11. I am at drew Butler 13. Teen. Yeah, man. So uh, week six roundup, we're here, and your Florida Gators, Aaron, beat number seven Auburn 24-13 to 13 in the swamp. Each team committed four turnovers. Florida offense woke up. They almost had 400 total yards. That LaMichael Pirine 88-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter was pretty sweet, and Auburn never led throughout the entire game. What did you think here? I know you were busy. You called the UConn game. Thankful you're not sick with the triple E virus. We gave you our blessings and prayers to make sure that that. you'd come back home safe. Are these Gators for real? They're going to jump up in the pole. And that world's largest outdoor cocktail party in a couple weeks is, is looking to be a pretty serious competition. Yeah, Florida's legit. I mean, the only question mark out of this game is still the offensive line. But they're not going to face a good thing for Florida they're not going to face a D line like Auburn's. I don't think the rest of the year, uh, Georgia's D line's good. Alabama has a couple guys up front. Obviously LSU this weekend D lines, not no is nowhere near what Auburn has, but you do have the, the advantage if you're LSU of this being a home game, it's going to be loud. It's going to be nighttime. So the D line should get a jump on the, on the cadence, but Florida's not going to match up against Brown and those guys. I mean, Auburn, I think we saw it the entire football game. Dominating the line of scrimmage, knocking Trask around a little bit in the backfield, causing forced fumbles from the QB position. But overall, the skill for Florida, uh, the use of the tight end, the receivers, their ability to catch and run. Kyle Pitts on the outside is a matchup nightmare. Uh, like I said, talked about that tight end. And and Dan Mullen, let's give Dan Mullen a lot of credit right here oh, no. for the way he schemed. Sorry, listen, you gotta I admit know. it. I, the I way know. he schemed that offense up to get those one-on-one matchups, whether it was Pitts on the outside against a corner or safety, or getting some of those inside receivers one-on-one with linebackers. I mean, that's how they scored their first two touchdowns. Yep. He put those guys in the number three position, one-on-one with a linebacker, and and you just gobble that up if you're if you're a quarterback. And and Kyle Trask was smart enough was accurate enough to give his guys the ball and the ability to catch it and run. And, and those were, those were the big difference making plays right there. So Florida's legit, man. They really are. Obviously it helped that it was loud as heck there. Their defense was able to get off the football. Auburn and Bo Nix just couldn't get it done. He looked like a freshman in this game, three interceptions. Um, Just was not very accurate. Did not seem confident like he did the week before versus Mississippi state. And uh, the run game really didn't get going as well to help him out. So Florida man, it's going to be a, a tough task for them. Can they re, can they do it again this week? That's the that's the yeah. next thing. Can you do it back to back weeks? Or and they look, go on flip the, the other side. Do you have the confidence now, saying that we are we are legit, we are a good football team, and we are confident heading into this game versus the Tigers? And they got to go on the road. This is going to be in Death Valley. It's an eight p.m. night game against LSU. This is going to be a fun one for sure. Remember what happened last year, right? Florida beat LSU a year ago in the swamp to really kind of throw a wrench into the SEC West earlier in the season. I think, right, Aaron? Wasn't that Felipe Frank's best game last year? They beat LSU. Yes. In the swamp. Yeah, that's what I, I remember that correctly. So uh, LSU looking for some vengeance. Joe Burrow trying to keep up that Heisman pace. And look, this game's at 8 p.m. on ESPN. So that's going to be 
a live atmosphere. Can Florida do it back to back? I bet. I bet my boys at CBS are pissed off right now. So they chose the A and M Alabama. Well, they, they, I think they were banking Auburn winning the football game. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and they always get good, good audiences. Obviously, when Alabama has that three thirty spot, so they're like, all right, Auburn's most likely going to win. Florida's going to be coming off a loss. Yeah, LSU's going to spank them. So let's pick. At least we'll get Alabama on TV. And now they're like, damn, we got number five versus what is it? Five seven. versus eight right now. Five versus seven and eight. Five versus seven, and uh, ESPN got it. And keep in mind too, the college football playoff polls—they come out after week eight, Aaron, or is it week nine? They come out after. So these, uh, I mean, uh, the college football soon. playoff poll is coming out soon. And when you start racking up victories like Florida has against number seventeen, like Georgia has against Notre Dame, uh, like LSU has on the road at Texas, this is going to be interesting. The SEC again is looking pretty. Well, one of us is going to get knocked out this weekend, yes. so we, we can we can eliminate. Not not completely eliminate, obviously, but we can eliminate at least the initial polls of, of one of these teams having a chance to be in the top four. Yes, absolutely. So those polls, the college football playoff poll coming out soon. And one team that helped themselves this week was number 19, Michigan. They beat number 14, Iowa, in the big house 10 to 3. 10 to 3. What a classic Fun Big Ten matchup. Right there, Nate Stanley, Iowa's quarterback, threw three picks. Michigan's offense was held scoreless over the last three quarters, and Iowa also turned over on downs twice late in the game. Michigan was only able to score three points off of those forced Iowa turnovers. I mean, head-scratching win by Michigan, but much needed for the Wolverines. Shea Patterson, pedestrian once again. Iowa needed to win this game. They did not. They host number 10 Penn State this upcoming weekend. The Big Ten outside of Ohio State beating up on each other, and I would bet that Penn State-Iowa game is going to be pretty good as well. Man, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh said it was a defensive they needed masterpiece. It, they needed it big he, time. They needed it. Defense finally showed up, played some great football, eight sacks, the three turnovers. And and I said it last week, the, the reason why I thought I would win the, win the football game is because they don't turn the football over. I believe only one turnover heading into the football game. And then you flip it over, Michigan does turn the ball over. Shea Patterson didn't have a great game, 14-26. He had an ugly, ugly interception where he tried to throw it over a safety instead of just throwing it into the flat. But listen, Michigan stepped up three picks. Nate Stanley does not throw interceptions, hasn't thrown one since last season, and he goes out there and throws three. So you're going to win games if you do that defensively. Iowa had drives, though. They were driving, and they had to get a silly penalty back them up. They wouldn't convert on third and shorts. They obviously got shut down on fourth down. Uh, but that's a big one. You want to talk about just a, a breath of fresh air for Jim Harbaugh yeah. right now? I mean, just – to beat a top team, to beat an undefeated team, to beat a team in your division, it's a good sign for this Michigan team. Now, if they can figure out the offense, it looks like the defense is kind of kind of getting a little bit better. Now, onto the offense side of the football, I just I still don't believe Shea Patterson's the guy to get this offense going. Once again, like I said, just did not perform really well at all at home, and I, I just don't see him. He, he's he's not improving at all no. throughout the season. He's actually getting worse, in my opinion. So I just don't know how much longer that you can keep him on the football field if you want to win games this season. Is that too much pressure being put on himself by either the coaching staff or if he's reading into the critics a little bit too much? Because you've been a quarterback. He's just not good. I, yeah, okay. I, I just wanted to ask the question, yeah, was it, or is it inability? It's just inability. It's just literally you turn on the tape of him this season and it's just, it's boneheaded decisions like the interception. It's, 
uh, inaccuracy. It's throw, trying to throw everything 100 miles per hour. It's just it's at the end of the day, you can have a ton of excuses. But over what, five games this season? If you're the same person, then you're the same person. You know, yeah. fool me once, shame on what? Shame on me. Fool Try. me twice. No, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Well, he's fooled them five times now, so shame on everyone. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. he is who he is, and and he's just not a good quarterback this season. I wish we could go back to last year's podcast, probably weeks one, two, or three, where a certain co-host of mine was just all over Shea Patterson. He's he had a, great. He was, dude, I'm telling you, ever since the Ohio State game, it's been downhill hard. Yeah, I think they you're totally Ohio right. State took his soul last year. And uh, he just hasn't gotten it back. That's that's all I can say about it. It's like Space Jam when the Monstars take like MJ yeah. and Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing's souls and playing like abilities. Yeah, Michigan, though, like you said, huge breath of fresh air. They get the much-needed victory over a top 15 opponent, which is not Coach Harbaugh's strong suit. They had two Champagne, Illinois. They are now the number 16 ranked team in America. So big win. For the Wolverines. How about Georgia? Number three Georgia Bulldogs went to Knoxville, Tennessee and beat the Volunteers 43-14. to The Dogs scored 33 unanswered points after a slow start. They forced two turnovers with that amazing sack fumble touchdown. Tay Crowder picks it up, scoops and scores after Eric Stokes just absolutely blasted the fill-in quarterback Marr on a cornerback blitz. That is 15 straight wins over SEC teams for Georgia. Our buddy Sean McDonough was on the call Saturday night. That game was on ESPN. And look, I get on social media during Sean's the game. Sean's hilarious, by the way. He is. He is. Sharon's funny. like, who is this guy calling the game? Who's the play by play guy? I was like, it's Sean. Yeah. We actually had the podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's just so sarcastic. Oh, it's he, hilarious. He really is. Yeah. He, he cracks me up when he's on the games. Uh, and I hear a, p- a lot of people, uh, I saw on social media, people complaining today about that corner blitz. At the end of the game, the kid gets absolutely pummeled. Tennessee fans saying "classy blitz call" by Kirby Smart. I say, "Oh, Get shut out up! Of here. Yeah, you this is big football. babies. It's this football, football for goodness' sake. Suck it up. If I you know. want, don't bitch. Just get better. I know. Be better. I know. So that's, true. That's, Fifteen that's so straight wins over SEC East teams for Georgia. Georgia takes the series lead over Tennessee. This is a historic rivalry. Obviously, if you follow. University of Georgia and their football history, but Kirby Smart, man. I mean, I, one thing I don't go. I'll go back to social media real quick. Watching the game Saturday night and like thumbing through Twitter and seeing what people are talking about. Yes, it was a slow start for Georgia. Look, you're not going to have fast starts every single game, but they cover. They go over the team total. They look really good at the end of the game. Georgia's a good team. They just play a little bit. Just, oh, they're not happy. It's you know, so I don't crazy. see LSU. I don't see LSU fans bitching about their performance because they came out a little bit slow too. And their first half, Joe Burrow throws an interception. I mean, they're not boom, 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 boom. Obviously, they go out there and dominate the rest of the football game. It's they a cover as well. Game for a reason. It, 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 they're humans. They're kids. They're 18 to 22 year olds. They're not going to be perfect every single play. It was a gigantic win. Yeah. And and once again, it, it's I think just like the 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 game versus Notre Dame. And in this one, it's good to see the team when things aren't going well that they can regroup that fast. Yes. Because I promise you, things aren't going to go well when they face Florida, when they're in the SC championship game. If they make it to the playoffs, things are going to go bad throughout the game. You're not going to go out there and play four quarters of perfect football, but at least we've seen this team be able to, okay, 
things aren't going well. Let's calm down. Let's regroup. Let's go out there and play some football. They're not a team that goes into a shell. Yeah. I think we've seen that now for for two games against you know a good opponent in, in uh, Notre Dame and against an SEC team in Tennessee. This team does not go into a shell. They regroup and they go out there and win football games. And um, it was a fun one to watch. The first half was, like you said, a little slow start. But at the end of the day, Jake Fromm is just doing Jake Fromm things. The back shoulder throws are incredible. Awesome. His accuracy is tremendous. Him, his knowledge of where to go with the football uh, it, it really is all a thing of, bo- of beauty out there. But listen, props to Tennessee and, and Brian Maurer. He looked, you know, obviously he is a guy that came out to a fast start, slowed down the second half, but he looked much improved from Garantano, that's for sure. So yeah. that's that's at least hopeful for Tennessee um, that you saw promise, at least from a young quarterback, and hopefully you can build on that. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. And I love when Georgia, situationally on offense, gets into two-minute drill, four-minute offense. I mean, they scored right before halftime. They scored on defense. Like, when you pile up those types of combinations of statistical advantages, you're going to win football games. And it's needed when you're on the road in the SEC. Big win for Georgia. You said it, Aaron. 43-14, dogs win. They host South Carolina next or this upcoming Saturday at noon. That game is going to be on ESPN. Our buddy Dan Orlovsky is going to be calling that game. Dan Orlovsky, friend of the podcast, former guest. So we will be sure to check that out. On Saturday afternoon, the one team, the class of the Big Ten, former Georgia quarterback Justin Fields. I'm talking about Ohio State. Number four, Ohio State beat number 25, Michigan State, 34-10. Justin Fields keeps up that Heisman pace, two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Aaron, that is his sixth consecutive game with a a touchdown Mm -hmm. pass and a touchdown run. Ohio State now tied for third with Georgia in the AP Top 25 poll so they're just good they should man. be number one man you <laughs> really think so just put yes. them above dude, alabama they, i would a, put them above everyone even right above now. lsu yes i would put them above lsu wow. LSU defense played better this weekend versus utah state going back and watching the game love did not look i mean love is actually the quarterback for quarterback yeah he's, he's a pretty good quarterback he kind of have a, as a patrick mahomes type throwing motion it's like a very whippy with the arm flick of the wrist he's strong arm but He's not very accurate when it comes to short to medium range passes. Um, I, I don't, I don't see him as a first round pick. I'm sorry for those who last week was all about this kid and he's going to be a first round pick. I think he's really talented. I think guys are going to salivate over him, but I, I still think he's a second, third, maybe fourth round guy. Someone take him late, develop him and, and see if you can mold him into a starting NFL quarterback. But he looked good at times. Joe Burrow looked good. I don't think, I honestly don't think it was Joe Burrow's best game. Um, even with the five touchdowns, it was not, he was not as accurate as he's been to start the season. So I think he'll still be fun for next week, obviously. But to me, a team that has not taken a week off a team that has looked good, both offensively and defensively every single week this season has been Ohio state. Yeah. No other team has played this much of a complete football game every single week against good competition, uh, than Ohio state has. So to me, they've earned everyone's respect. They've earned my respect. And they, I think they've earned the the ability to be the number one team in the country. They might be the most complete team in the country, offense, defense, special teams. And when they're at home, even against a top 25 Michigan State team, and I know Michigan State was only ranked 25, they just don't let up. You said it, Aaron. They don't take weeks off. They are prepared. Justin Field, man, gets outside the pocket, runs those RPOs with efficiency, delivers the ball downfield with accuracy, and uh, he looks 
really good right now. Who does Ohio State play next week? I think they, they have Northwestern, be... and then they have Wisconsin will be a good game. Okay. Uh, and they finish the season off. They got two tough games to finish the season off. They play they play Penn State, which yeah. is at home, uh, and then at Michigan. So good thing for Ohio State is two of these three games for them are at home. Uh, that's huge because we know how tough it is to play at those places, especially playing a place like Penn State where they can white it out for you and make it really tough yeah. and just loud and noisy. So two home games uh, in their home environment are tremendous. They are superior to Michigan. So even though the game's at the big house, I still like them at the end of the season. So they should be able to roll. Obviously, you know, they can always have that letdown moment, but right now they're just not showing any signs of letting down uh, on either side of the football. So they're off this upcoming week. And then in week eight, they go to Northwestern on a Friday night. That is October the 18th at 8.30 p.m. And Aaron, you and I were on a show last week. We talked to Terry McLaurin, who is now a wide receiver for the Washington Redskins. He played at Ohio State. We asked him, where's the one spot that Ohio State could possibly slip up? Because right now they're not taking a week off. We expected maybe at Penn State or hell, even if he said, you know, the team up north, it's a big rivalry against Michigan. But no. He said, I am worried about that Friday night game in Evanston against Northwestern. Just a different atmosphere. That is a high school football stadium, a spot that Ohio State could possibly prove to be human. Northwestern's one and four, by the way. I understand. But this is a guy from Ohio State telling us that. Um, No, they're not going to lose that game, but they are... 45-21, 42-0, 51-10, 76-5, 48-7, 38-7, 45-21, That is certainly a resume for a possible number one team in America. So we'll watch Justin Fields. We'll watch the Ohio State Buckeyes. And we will make sure that we keep everybody updated on what Aaron Murray's number one team in America is doing. All right, let's look ahead to week seven real quick. And uh, good games next week. I think it's a great Weekend mm-hmm. for college football. We got the Red River Shootout, number there six Oklahoma versus number eleven Texas. That three thirty game on SEC on CBS, number one Alabama at number twenty four Texas A and M. The game CBS probably wishes they had number seven Florida at number five LSU. Number ten Penn State is going to number seventeen Iowa, and then I think the South Carolina Georgia game could be a little decent. It's always fun when Coach Muschamp and Coach Kirby Smart get together but uh if you do follow me on instagram at drew butler 13 you'll see my basement tv set up now by my guy brandon you're ready at, to go man you're at prime.tv.install on instagram he is at prime.tv.install on instagram brandon is the man he does tv like man cave setups he does security setups he hooked up three tvs onto my wall he moved outlets. There's not a wire showing, and everything looks streamless. If it's good enough for my wife, Jackie, to say, yes, you can put up three TVs in our house, then you know Brandon is the man. So holler at him. Go check him out. At prime.tv.install on Instagram, he can hook you up for your man cave, baby cave, as I like to call it, or security camera installation needs. So uh, a good week seven of games coming up. You know where I'll be, down in the baby cave, watching those games. Let's just update you on the punt, pass, and pick, though, where we pick against the spread every week. Um, Your boy DB had a great week. I went 4-1. and I am now 24-12-1 on the season through six weeks. Aaron, you're not bad, though. 20-16-1. And my first ever flip the field special pick, Flip the field free pick, it cashed. That is the Auburn, Florida under 47 and a half. 
Thank you very much. We will be back on Thursday with another DB's Flip the Field free pick. Um, what game are you calling this weekend, Aaron Murray? I actually have Fresno at Air Force, so okay. get, get to get my mind right for that triple option this week and start breaking down some film today. Absolutely. Today is a great day to break down film. The Braves' first pitch at 3.07 Eastern time. They mm. have a chance to knock out the St. Louis Cardinals and advance to the National League Championship Series. Dude, the Braves haven't won a playoff series in 18 years, Aaron. That is hard to believe. They have a chance today. Dallas Keuchel going on the mound, which brings me to if you want some action, you better put in your free two-pick entry on prize picks to win $25. I told you go over Ronald Acuna eight points today. I think you go under Freddie Freeman eight points today. And then Monday night football tonight, it is the Cleveland Browns going up against the San Francisco 49ers. Nick Chubb projected at 16.5 fantasy points. I like over for Chubb. He's running hard. That was a pretty awesome run that he had a week ago. What about you, Aaron? I'm going to give you the two quarterbacks since you're a quarterback. Yep. Baker Mayfield projected at 17 points tonight, and Jimmy Garoppolo projected at 18 fantasy points tonight. Who are you going with for your two-pick entry to win 25 bucks i would give me over on uh give me over with baker under with jimmy all right over with baker mayfield 17 points under with jimmy garoppolo 18 points there is your free two pick entry to win 25 dollars from aaron murray go to myprizepickscom slash info or download the prize picks app use the promo code pnp for that free two pick entry to win 25 bucks and they will match your first deposit 25%. Follow Prize Picks at Prize Picks on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11, and I am at Drew Butler 13. Anything on the way out, my brother? No, man. Going to be, like you said, going to be a good weekend this weekend. So, going to dive into some film, yes. and uh, we'll have you ready for a good podcast to start the weekend off. All right. We will talk to you on Thursday. It's been fun. See you.